All right, welcome back to the Breezy Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, um, the founder of Fight Hub TV, almost 700 million views on his YouTube channel, um, nearly a million subscribers, uh, Marcos Viegas. Uh, thank you for joining us. Cool, man. Hey, thanks for having me on here, bro. Yeah, of course. Um, so um, we started a bit later today because of the Frampton fight. Um, what did you think of that um, performance? Oh man, it was, uh, it was sad to see Carl go out that way. You know, um, yeah, you don't yeah. ever want to see a guy go out the way he did, uh, you know, especially when they retire, you, you want to see him go out on a win. Uh, but you know, he, he came into the fight with a lot of disadvantages, you know, uh, against Jamel Herring, you know, height, uh, reach, uh, Jamel yeah. overall was bigger than him. Uh, so, you know, he, he had an uphill battle, but, um, he shouldn't be ashamed of anything, man. Like he's, he had a very accomplished career. Um, you know, it, his career defining fight was probably um, for many against uh, Leo Santa Cruz, where yeah. he upset him and became world champion in, in New York, um, you know, two division uh, world champion. So he, he accomplished a lot. And I, I think looking back, you know, he, he's not going to have any regrets though. You know, I, I think he's going to wish, and we're all going to wish that a third fight with Leo Santa Cruz had happened. Uh, yeah. But I think overall, man, he, he had a spectacular career. Yeah, I think so too. I think that the height played a huge factor in that fight. Of course, he, he struggled to get in on the inside. Obviously, wishing the best. Um, nothing to be ashamed of, as you said, two way champion, you know what I mean? So, um, great fighter he is. Um, but obviously, uh, right now, I want to talk to you about you know your career as a whole, like personally starting off like Fight Hub TV. Obviously, you've inspired me a lot to um, start right now uh, with my own podcast. Um, so how did that come about? I noticed you started in 2009, you know, yeah. a while ago. I was only seven years old at the time to give oh some context. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, how was it at that time starting up? Uh, man, so, you know, YouTube was kind of like the Wild West back then, you know, that, that was when YouTube was fun, honestly, because <laughs> you could find anything on YouTube. You could find movies, you could find shows, you could find, you know, just about anything uh, there. Yeah. Now, YouTube's a lot different now, but um you know, I was doing work for uh, an MMA company. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. And I was doing, uh, you know, a lot of marketing work. And one of my tasks was to market their fight, their fighters online. And, and you know, we thought of a way of doing that is to do interviews with the fighters that they had. Um, they didn't use a lot of the video that we would uh, give them, you know, and they had me doing the interviews and I didn't want to do them, uh, but they didn't have anybody else. So they just threw me on camera and, and oh, wow. I just, you know, they they told me like, Hey, you know, it's pretty now you're pretty natural on camera. Like you should keep doing it. Uh, so I kept doing it, but I had all this footage and I didn't know what to do with it. So, you know, just one day I just decided like, Hey, maybe I should put this on YouTube. And I talked to my roommate yeah, yeah. at the time. And he's like, yeah, you, we should put it on YouTube and we should, you know, come up with a name, start a channel. Cause there's, there's, you know, other at that time there was a lot of magazines in yeah, yeah. well more in mma a lot of magazines like fight magazine tap out magazine that were doing a lot of video interviews uh but there wasn't like any dedicated person like doing interviews and stuff like that um so you know we came up with the name brainstormed i came up with the name fight hub and that's kind of how it happened where i just started putting the the content that the promoters didn't want me didn't want to use on, on the youtube channel and i think you know the by like three weeks in, I had like a, a viral video uh, that hit like a million views. Wow. So I was kind of like, all right, like, <laughs> there's something here. I might as well like keep, keep trying it and see where it leads me. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Also, I noticed obviously a lot of your videos were because around MMA, around kickboxing. You know what I mean. So when did it become boxing as well? Like when did you you start interviewing boxers like the Mayweather's, like Roger Mayweather, stuff like that? Mm -hmm. How did that come about? Um, I think it was more. You know, I was thinking I, I liked boxing and I thought it would be smart to cover boxing also as well, just to get uh, more content. Yeah, yeah, uh, of course. Out, out there as well, you know, because the the access. Uh, with the MMA fighters was good, but yeah, you know, I, I named it Fight Hub for a reason. I didn't want it to be <laughs> pigeonholed into like one combat sport or the other, you know. And I'm like, well, if I'm gonna call this thing Fight Hub, I gotta have you know a taste of everything. So um, I, I started uh, going to the boxing gyms, getting content there, uh, interviewing the boxers, and then you know, after a few months, I applied to like a smaller fight. And they uh, accepted my credential, and that that was oh, the yeah. first fight I covered. The first boxing fight that I ever covered was uh, Chris Ariola versus Thomas uh, Adamek at uh, over here in Ontario. Yeah, and I, I was I was shocked that they allowed me to cover it because <laughs> we were small, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was the first fight. That's how it started with the boxing. And they just spiraled from there. Now you get more and more interviews. Little by little, little by little, you know. Yeah. I, I think really um, what I I guess like got the momentum going or at least the, the PR people like got their respect was I, I did an interview with Floyd. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was like one of my earliest interviews that I did, but I interviewed him for like a good five, six minutes. And I asked him some like really tough questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I went and I showed every single PR person in boxing that interview. Wow. And told them, Look, I just interviewed Floyd. <laughs> I'm not just some Joe Schmo. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking this serious. I'm presenting yeah. this serious. You know, all I'm at, I'm not asking to get credentials to your biggest fights, but I'm just asking you to consider me, please, and allow me to go to the events and let me, you know, prove myself. Yeah. Um, what I'm capable of doing, and, and yeah, after after that, you know, Golden Boy started credentialing me and, and top ranked. Uh, so you know, it was a process, little by little. And then you got involved with um, PVC now as well on Fox, so you got into the mainstream eventually as well. That's really great to see, and of course, like. Obviously, hopefully, I try to make it there. Now it's more competitive, though. You know what I mean? A lot of YouTube channels out there. Um, yeah, there's, there's so many now. <laughs> like, back in the day, there was, like, none. And, and yeah. none of us knew what the heck we were doing, really, either. You know, I, I now it's – there's a lot more channels, um, a lot more content, a lot more people providing content. You're seeing, like, the fighters and the promotional companies now, you know, with their channels as well. Yeah, like so, Ryan Gossier and, like, you know, yeah. they're making their own channels now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're ahead of the curve in a sense, you know what I mean? And um, one other thing at the time, obviously, MMA, now it's significantly grown, you know what I mean, in the mainstream as well. Back then, you know, people, there's like a taboo around MMA because of, you know, the elbows and everything. Now it's grown. And um, speaking of MMA, we saw um, in the UFC and Ganu fight. Of course, you're still into UFC, aren't you? Right, like you're still into MMA. How did you think um, he performed against Stipe? You know, I was um, not surprised that he won because yeah. of the power that he has. But I was expecting Stipe to win again, just because I, I didn't think that there would be that much not i don't want to say that much improvement he, he's improved a lot but i just yeah. felt that Stipe might have his number because his wrestling base was so strong like his foundation that like even in two years time there's no way you could catch up to that foundation yeah. um of wrestling so i i was kind of thinking okay i think Stipe Stipe might take this you know maybe maybe you know people are, are 
are counting him out. But yeah, I was wrong. Super wrong. Now, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I thought, I thought um, after the DC, because obviously the first Ngannou fight with Stipe was before the DC trilogy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then since then, Stipe has been through the wars. He's gone like much older, you know what I mean? 41, still doing MMA. And um, he got knocked out as well by DC. So I thought, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and and Garnu. I thought he was just gonna. Well, you know, I, I thought he it was just gonna be a thing where like, you know, you you can't improve your wrestling that much in two years. Like you yeah, can't yeah. not not compare to someone who's been doing it their whole life. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, yeah. That's He's a like big yeah. a big gap to to try to shorten in two years time. So I felt that his foundation would be able to carry him through. I think, yeah, it's just, and Garni's such a freak of nature, you know what I mean? His, his strength, like, just keeping Stipe off him, you know, it took he him down his own. Power. Crazy, crazy power. power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, obviously, stemming from there is um the John Jones fight that everyone wants to see, a mega fight. How do you think that's going to compare to, like, you know, the mainstream of boxing compared to the UFC? Do you think that that breaks two million buys or something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think it does. That's a, that's a huge fight. And the one thing that the UFC does real well is they know how to, like, build hype for their events. Yeah. Uh, they know how to market just overall their their fighters better and, and their product better than boxing because boxing is so fractured and i think yeah. there's a little bit more uh, money in terms of promotion on the mma side because we all know the, the the fighters in boxing make more money than the mma guys yeah a lot um, more money but i i think overall like how they put out the package especially with that fight i give you know the you know john is always in the news headline wise you know good or bad <laughs> yeah yeah he's a known name he's a recognizable name yeah he's a recognizable <laughs> name and it's a big fight because you know he's a guy that's virtually undefeated uh yeah except know, for that one heavyweight yeah. yeah yeah um yeah i think it's a great fight um of course like what do you how do you see that playing out obviously and Garni, is he too big for jones at heavyweight I, I don't know how jones is going to look at heavyweight you know what i mean how do you see that playing out Vingano cracks and John is going down. <laughs> it's over, right? Reyes yeah. dropped him, what, twice, three times or something in yeah. that fight? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I, I haven't looked at the the height and reach advantage that John could have in the fight. The, the big worry is, and I think, you know, obviously, John Jones's size has always been his big advantage. Yeah, uh, 100%. All the opponents he's had, but it, he's fast, too. He's really fast. And uh, him gaining this weight, gaining muscle, like I, it has me thinking like, oh, you know, mm, yeah. I lose a little bit of that speed. But, um, you know, I, I got to see what the height and reach is, the difference between the two. Um, but, you know, you got to think that Ngannou is going to want to pressure John. Uh, and if John hasn't lost his speed, you, you got to think, okay, is he going to have the power to keep Ngannou off of him? Yeah, 100%. Um, respect his yeah, power. That's, yeah. That's the big question there because if Ngannou respects John's power, I could see it going John's way. But if, if you know, John starts tagging him and Ngannou's like, this ain't nothing. And he just starts walking him down, walking him down. I think eventually he'll crack him. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that Ngannou actually like cuts weight, you know what I mean? To make 265. So obviously it's going to be crazy seeing a 205. Yeah. Is it 205 in the UFC jumping up now? Yeah, 205 to, yeah, now heavyweight, yeah. Whatever he's going to come in, like 240, probably around there. That's a know, huge man. shot, man. That's, that's a good question. How, you know, yeah, he's, I never like the, me in general, I never like when a fighter puts on muscle. Like, I, I'd prefer, and it's always been told to me too, is like speed over muscle. Speed is what really, you know, is yeah, the power. Yeah. Uh, the it, precision of the strike, right? Yeah, yeah, and that too. Well, John has precision, That that's for sure, but. You know, like I said, he, he's a fast guy. That's a big advantage for him, too. And, and him going up to heavyweight, like, I understand he needs to put on a little bit more weight 
to have power to be able to not only uh, take the the punches there at that way, but be able to have uh, impose himself. Yeah, his own power. Yeah. People. yeah, especially in the clinch. Imagine like a two sixty pounder on you. You know what I mean? Right. Huge wow. difference. Um, where size played a matter recently was in the um Adesanya fight when he jumped up to light heavyweight. What do you mm. make of that fight? His uh, Izzy's performance, obviously. It looked a bit easy towards the end. John just took him down at his own will. Like, what do you yeah. make of it? I know. What do you think? What do I think? I thought um I thought Izzy was gonna lose if I'm being honest because I and yeah. that size and Izzy was being so overconfident with his like oh I'm not putting on any muscle I'm you know what I mean but at a certain, at a certain point you know what I mean you need that to and his wrestling like he can suppress takedowns at middleweight right you know like mm-hmm. Gastelum etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But at light heavyweight is a complete different ballpark, and um, yeah. he faced that consequence, right? Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping Izzy and John would fight, man. But with John moving up to heavyweight, I was kind of like, ah. I think that fight right now it is dead. And uh, if Ngannou, the Ngannou fight happens, like it's over. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that size. It don't, it don't make sense to me. Well, no, um, no, yeah. If he moved up to heavyweight, it, yeah, how is he gonna move back down to two? You know, that, that's yeah. That'd be and then Izzy tough. would have to move up, and then no, yeah. I don't want to see Izzy at heavyweight. Is he at heavyweight? Uh, <laughs> no way right yeah. um i don't think john is gonna move back down into a five no way no way i mean if he wins the heavyweight throne then you know what i mean he should defend that he'd actually oh, yeah. become the goal in my eyes obviously um who do you think is the goal of the ufc obviously we have habib we have silver we have gsp you know what i mean the traditional names they throw out there you got bj you know, Penn back in the day tough. it's tough it's you know th- this is my problem with mma um yeah. I, th- I think they throw around goat too much 100 percent, um, yeah that sport, you know, like you got to wait for the guy to finish out his career before you start labeling him that, you know, um, yep. obviously you, you could speculate based on what they've been doing and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, the, the names that come up, you know, Fedor, oh, yeah, uh, PSP, um, you know, John Jones, um, you know, Habib, um, you know, yeah. but let, let's wait and see, because look, okay. People are throwing out like John Jones is the GOAT, okay? And you know what? I think out of everybody, he does have the strongest argument because I he's so too, virtually yeah. been untouched since, you know, he's fought, you know, and, and yeah. he's undefeated. But look, okay, he goes to heavyweight and he gets knocked out. Well, where's that GOAT argument then? You know, you can't yeah, be facts, yeah. in, in a sport and get knocked out, you know, that, that doesn't happen to like, you know, the, the greatest in, in their sports, you know. Hmm. Habib's retired. Let, let's see if there's any other guys that lightweight can that can match what he does. I don't yeah. think so. It's very rare to, to retire undefeated in MMA and especially go on that streak. Was yeah, like, yeah. You know, twenty nine and zero, just about. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. That, that, that is that's happen, crazy. It's crazy. No, and the the thing is that he not only did he win these fights, he he only lost what two rounds in his whole career. Dominated. You know what I mean? Dominated. Yeah, yeah. those were Dominated. close rounds. But I, yeah. that's the thing, though. Obviously, I I love Habib. Like you know, I mean, my favorite fighter. But put him as a goal, like. Obviously, he's just stuck in the lightweight division. He's the goal lightweight by, you know what I mean, by a long margin for me. But overall, I, you know what I mean, the champ champ thing and that. that now it's getting harder with MMA because now you're starting to see these fighters be um, multiple weight division champions where maybe six, seven, eight years ago, they weren't able to do that. And now you are seeing guys, you know, that's, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. You know, yeah, he dominated the lightweight division, but look, okay. What if John goes and he wins the heavyweight title? That that, that smashes everybody now. Of you course, hundred like percent. Yeah. You know, and then it's also how long you've been doing it. And that's the other thing too. You know, uh, I know Fedor lost, um, you know, against Wardoom and other people, but like during that stretch, the uh, I want to say like the seven eight year stretch that he had in Pride, you know, he was smashing everybody. 
Same with Anderson Silva. You know, he yeah. had that long stretch of a, of a run also, so. Yeah, I think I think one thing that was odd to me at the time was that people calling Stipe the GOAT heavyweight. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, don't that, know that where that comes from at all. Man, that annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, like, for, for me as well, because I saw all the comments, you know what I mean? Calling him the GOAT. He's still the GOAT, even though Ngani knocked him. I don't know where that's coming from, honestly. Yeah, exactly, because that's the thing. Look! Look what just happened. How are you? You know how are you gonna call me? Look! Look what just happened. He just got yeah, with beat. a guy who's had five years experience in MMA, just knocked you out in yeah, two rounds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come and, on. And not even that. It's like you don't call like, look at other sports. You don't call guys like goats. Like, yeah, well, maybe soccer. You know, with Messi and, and Ronaldo, Ronaldo, because it's very yeah. apparent that there's a a talent disparity between them and everybody that came before them. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's inherently obvious. Mm. Um, and the only person in MMA where that's inherently obvious in the last eight, nine years has been John Jones. And, and to a lesser extent, Habib. Yeah. You know, John yeah. Jones uh, is, you know, dominating. But back to what you were saying, look, look what happened, you know, with, with Stipe. And then even then, you know, look at the rampage that Kane went through uh, during yeah. his time and stuff like that. You know, how does that compare to the Stipe that got knocked out by DC? Exactly, no one, yeah. No one was able to touch Kane up until his injuries and then the Verdum fight, you know, so. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, one point Jones was raising, obviously he has this pay disparity, you know what I mean, amongst the UFC fighters. People are getting angry about their pay. Masvidal spoke against it, you know what I mean, last year, if you remember. Um, he's asking for like 10 million or something like that. That's the figure I heard thrown around. And let's Good compare that. I mean, 10 million, <laughs> right? I think it's worth it, right? For that fight and God, that and Ghanu fight. And then, for example, Canelo guaranteed 20 million against, um, was it Avni Yildirim in his last fight? 20 million guaranteed or something like that, I think, around that. Yeah, ball he got 20 million to fight Avni Yildirim for three rounds. That's I think crazy. that's what I'm saying. So how, like, so, so Jones is justified, I think, in my eyes. But the yeah. MMA fans are dogging him. They're like, no, he doesn't deserve that much money, this and that. What, what do that's you so think? Weird. That's so weird because, like, and I've always said this. At the end of the day, the fighters are the ones fighting. They're the ones that are, are receiving punches to the head, kicks to the head, elbows to the head. Um, you know, they're the ones having to go to the hospital after with no fans. Um, and when their career's done, all those fans are, are not the ones like that are paying their bills. So like yeah. they have every single right to go and get as much money as they can. Um, they're prize fighters. They call them prize fighters for a reason. 100%. And you know, as, as we know, you know, there, there's a disparity in pay between MMA fighters and boxers, you know, and, and yeah. like you mentioned, that's, that's a freaking huge fight, man. And if he feels he's worth 10 million, you know, yeah, he should, he should uh, go and, and try to get it. I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't know the economics. I don't know how well John sells on pay-per-view and all that, but yeah. that's a huge freaking fight. That's that, that, that is a fight that gets, um, casual sports fans interested in because it's the heavyweights on top of that. Like you know, what I mean, everyone loves the heavyweights, no matter yeah. who they are. And then you've got Ngannou, this huge name now because of the knockout. Jones, a you know, what I mean, a goat contender, as they say. You know, what I mean, it's a huge fight. Um, obviously, speaking about money, we, about in boxing, right? We have this one name that a lot of boxing fans don't like. Um, oh no! Oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about both of them, both the brothers, oh. the poor okay. brothers, right? <laughs> obviously you can jump KSI in there as well but you know I mean KSI is doing his own music thing now the Jake Paul Logan Paul that all fiasco that's going on um let's break down both of their fights obviously they're making a lot of money right a ton of money a ton that's of great. money yeah um, 
I respect Triller for getting in on it. Dazone got in on it for the KSI fight, but now... This is Triller. Eddie Hearn's fault. You know that, right? This is all this Eddie, is Eddie Hearn's fault, fault right? Eddie but you know, I can't blame him because um, I yeah, posted one it. video, right? Yeah. You know, I post my boxing videos here and there, my boxing breakdowns. I posted one uh, little 30-second clip of a YouTube boxing match. I get about uh, 10 times the views, you know what I mean? So I understand, you know what I mean? On my scale, I can tell a difference. On Eddie yeah. Hearn's scale, it's a gigantic difference. So... um. Let's talk about the Paul Askren fight first. Um, I was watching your um, live stream actually uh, a couple of days ago and you you shared a very good opinion. I mean, good because it's my opinion as well. The yeah. fact that people are writing Askren off. I don't know where that's coming from. You know what I mean? This, this stigma against Askren striking. Um, in my opinion, I think that Askren, if he weathers the storm with two rounds, I don't think Jake has the gas to keep up. And I think Askren actually does TKO him. Um, obviously, what do you think as well? Yeah, man, that, that could very much happen. And I think he's coming into the fight expecting that Jake is probably going to go rush him and, and try to land, put hands on him. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ben, dude, he, he got, people have a short-term memory. I'm like, if this guy survived the onslaught that Robbie Lawler put on him. Exactly, yeah. Like, what the hell is, you know, like, I'm not trying to disparage Jake Paul, okay? Like, I respect what the guy's doing. He's yeah. putting in the time and the work, but you got to be honest with yourselves. Like Jake Paul's no Robbie Lawler. Okay. 100%. Not even close. If he, Not like, even close. Yeah. Think about it like this, that Ashkin's never been knocked out by four ounce gloves, right? Yeah. In his whole yeah. career. I mean, it was a knee that knocked him out. You know what I mean? There's no flying knees coming from Jake Paul, but you know what I mean? He's got a chin. He's, he, he's got that, that animal inside you know of him. What to it keep is, going. is because they see his striking is so bad. And it is, yeah. it is, it's bad. It's, it's terrible. Really yeah. If we're being yeah, honest. Yeah. You know, but they're, I think people aren't also realizing that like he's he's been in tougher fights, yeah. you know, like in actual fights with guys that have better striking than Jake Paul. Hundred you know? percent, yeah, um, yeah. And and he's gonna obviously use that experience on him. Is he gonna go and try to work? That's the other thing. He Ben is conditioned for years and years and years to you know fight for long periods of time. Like Jake, I know you know he's been training hard. You know, but he's he's never been past what four rounds, I think. With Nate Robinson only went four rounds, I believe, right? Nate Robinson went two rounds, didn't he? Two rounds? Two rounds, yeah, yeah. Okay, well exactly yeah. that's what I'm saying. I because Jake Paul to me, I mean he he's a big guy, but you know what I mean? I think he's got a lot of muscle as well. He he doesn't cut weight that much, obviously, because he doesn't want to. So um he's gonna struggle in there if it gets past two rounds. He's gonna struggle, I think. He had that one US I mean um amateur bout. If you know about that yeah, one, and that, I mean, he, he gassed in that one. To be fair, Come even on. then. Oh, the amateur. Okay, okay. Then you're talking about the Gib fight. No, no the, not the, the Gib fight. fight. Yeah, you know, the, the one before that. Yeah, 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 the amateur fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Gib fight. I, I don't know what Poor that was. Gib. Why? Well, he made money, but it's like, come on, bro. Like, I think no, because you're obviously, get your ass kicked. You know, you're gonna get your ass kicked, dog. Like, come on. Like in his interviews, he's all saying that, and I'm just like, really, bro. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, look at him and look at you. Like, come on, dude. Like, but at that time, Jake wasn't like that, like that knockout guy we know today. You could just tell. You could just tell. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I'm gonna sign. Hey, big up, Gib. You you went in there and you at least you fought. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, coming from the UK, I was back in Gib and uh, oh, the horror, <laughs> the horror when I saw him get knocked out. Um, uh. Yeah, um, the other big fight that is um, crazy to me, I never thought it would come about, the Logan Paul Mayweather fight. Rumoured, I don't know what's going on with it, Showtime's getting involved, something's going on. Um, uh, I think I it's happening. It happen. I don't want to You don't think it. so? I, no, no, no I, I don't know. 
Oh. But I'm not a fan of it. I don't want to see it. Like it, you don't want to see it. It doesn't interest me. It's it's not going to be competitive. It's not going to be interesting. It's it's Floyd against a beginner, you know. Yeah. And he's the worst of the two brothers. Like it's very obvious that Jake is better than him. Yeah, you know? I think so. Yeah, um, but it's the, it's it's that giant. You know what I mean? The six foot two giant man. He is. <laughs> That's the appeal of the fight. What do you think about that? Don't you think um Mayweather might? You know what I mean? One right hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> skills win fights man you you know that too you know skills win fights not yeah. size doesn't matter how big you are how much muscle you have skills win fights like yeah. this guy's going against arguably one of the greatest boxers of all time like Floyd's gonna go and, and, and put on a show and toy I get it it's entertainment value but for them to try to sell that it's gonna be any sort of competitive that something crazy can happen rubbish like no way it's come on yeah the caliber of the guys that Floyd has got against you know, very few were able to give him trouble. You think this beginner guy that, you know, had a, just one pro fight and he's going to be able to, to do anything? No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just for entertainment. Um, entertainment. I think I'm still going to tune in, to be fair. Um, yeah. They've got my money. <laughs> <laughs> they've got my pay-per-view buy. Um, yeah. yeah, but obviously, if more things like this happen, I don't know, do you think it's a good thing or bad thing for the sport of boxing? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little conflicted. Like on one end, I do see the benefits. There are extra eyes being put into boxing. Uh, there is potential for like the casual fans for these events that are tuning in uh, that might watch it and see the undercard guys and become, you know, uh, fans of boxing or, or, or start to like boxing again if they lost interest uh, in the fights. But also it's, it's so, I don't know, it's weird too. Like I don't like the idea of, of some of these, like, I don't like the idea of like Logan Paul like fighting Floyd. Yeah, you know? like, I get it's, it's weird to me, you know. And it's like because such a big of, differential in skill. Yeah, you know, like some of the celebrity fights, I'm I'm with, I'm down with, you know. Like yeah, I like freak show fights. Like I think it's it's funny. Like the Trillers having one with the uh, Joe Fournier. Like I'm not familiar with Joe. I never knew who he was before the press conference, but he's yeah. fighting some like reggaeton guy. And I'm like, to me, like, that's hilarious. That's like a freak show fight. Like, you know? Yeah. And they've got um, like Frank Muir against um, Cunningham. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like something like that. That's interesting yeah. to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. like, let's see how Frank does, you know? Um, mm. So yes and no. Like, I like the freak show aspect of it. Like the, the event aspect of it. Like, I think there is a place to match MMA fighters with boxers and, and celebrities with, yeah other well-known personalities because at the end of the day we all like to watch a fight course, at the end yeah. of the day we're on the corner street someone's fighting we're gonna watch <laughs> you know and i think that's a lot of the allure is seeing people that are well known throw down in the hopes that one of those guys gets their ass kicked and we could see them get their ass kicked yeah yeah I mean, that, I mean, a lot of people tune into Mayweather for that exact reason, just to see him get beat. And a lot of people are going to watch both these poor brothers just to see them get beat at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot are going to tune in for this Ben Askren fight. A, a lot. lot, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Triller's a new um, promotion in the game. They picked up Teofimo's fight. There's a great for him, you know what I mean? What do you think about the lightweight um, division right now? Because do you know what I don't like? I don't like the fact that Loma's been just cast away, cast aside. No one's... Uh, talking about Loma, he's, he's a washed up old man. I genuinely do think, right, that um, of course I love Tiafimo, you know, I mean the young brother he is, but I I do think that Lomachenko has the better of him in, in the rematch. That's if he, like, you know, what I mean he learned from that first fight, and I think he would have beaten him if they did have a rematch. So I don't get this um Lomachenko's washed. Think, and this well, is like, it's like your typical like boxing fan, okay? Like 
once someone loses, you just kind of cast them aside. Like, oh, they're washed up. Oh, they weren't ever good anyways. Oh, they were hyped up, you know? And uh, no, that's not not the the case with, you know, uh, uh, Lomachenko. But I think, you know, that that's a lot to do with it also. It, it doesn't help his case that, you know, uh, after the fight, he started, you know, saying all this stuff that was kind of wacky. Um, yeah, yeah, he did make some straight excuses. Out, no, honestly, straight out like ludicrous. Like, oh, the judges were paid. And that, yeah, that, like, yeah. I can buy the shoulder. He had a shoulder injury. He got surgery. I yeah. can buy that. But all the other stuff, come on, bro. Like, I know, on. yes, a bit. You know what I mean? Unsportsmanlike. But I agree with you. I think people are counting him out um, given the, the talent that he has. But also, too, another reason is because he's also older. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's in his 30s. And, and you know, may, maybe, you know, it, it happens at different um stages for every uh fighter you know yeah. some can go to 37 38 some it catches up quicker depending on how their lifestyle is and also you know just depending on them how much wear and tear they have yeah so yeah. you know i think that's another reason why people are casting away lomachenko is they they kind of see him like hey he's this older fighter now yeah and they they that appeal of all these young guys coming in i mean javante yeah. i think javante's the oldest out of all of them was like uh, out of that 26? young crop yeah 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 <laughs> those those four kings as um espn put it um yeah yeah my my uh buddy uh, dan canobio and i think this is more appropriate uh calls them the four princes oh yeah that's more appropriate right yeah yeah definitely. Yet, they haven't fought each other but they're 100 the heir apparents to the division and only what two of them were, actually no three of them were champions ryan still has to you know what i mean get so ryan still has to yeah Ryan's win against Campbell shocked me. I, I can't lie to you because I thought Campbell was he, better. He got him. up. He got up. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. That was the real question is if he had a chin. Um, yeah. A lot of people are saying he doesn't have a chin. I go, look, if this dude didn't have a chin, he wouldn't have gotten up. That 100%. shows me that he has a chin. He has a chin. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought, that, but I thought it was way too early. On a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, you know what I mean? Uh, Ryan wasn't proven, you know what I mean? But that is a huge step up and he came through it. Now he's fighting um, Fortuna, I think his next fight is. Yeah, that's another, another tough fight, man. Fortuna's a tricky guy. Another southpaw, but he's yeah. a tricky guy because he switch hits and he has really weird timing, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. The thing with that is like Ryan's a lot bigger than Fortuna um, and Fortuna's not a natural lightweight. He's a blown up featherweight. So, you know, I... Hmm. He'll give him a good fight, but I, I do expect Ryan to be just a little too big. And knock him uh, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, so let's just talk about one more fight and then we'll wrap this up. Obviously, the big guys, obviously we can't leave them out of the ring. Um, Fury and AJ, the Brits, you know what I mean? Ruling the world, finally, first time in a long time. Um, how do you see that fight playing out? Ah, uh, man. Well, this is weird. If, if Fury's in shape, Cause he, he posted a, he posted a photo that he looked super in shape and then someone tweeted me a photo and it's like, it shows that he had a gut and I'm yeah, like, I saw that. Yeah. Angles, you know, you know how like people do the, the little Instagram angles from like the top to like high. Yeah. You know? yeah. I remember like, um, guy, Ruiz did that as well. Yeah. Like this yeah. guy posted out an Instagram, like one of those, <laughs> you know, one of those Instagram tricks. Yeah. And Fury's in shape. He's not distracted at all. Um, yeah. I think he's just a little too quick, a little too mobile for AJ. Um, that, that's a really bad style for AJ because AJ yeah. needs to be set uh, to be able to let his hands go. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's like just moving around, boxing, boxing, moving around. Um, you know, he, he could easily outbox him. Now, if he decides to go do what he did with Wilder, <laughs> that's a different fight. Yeah. Becomes a little bit more interesting because, mm. you know, 
he was a lot bigger than Wilder. Wilder was only like 220. Two, yeah, yeah, 220. Something like that, right? And he, and he put weight on for that fight as well. He's like 214 yeah. the last time. Yeah. AJ's like 260. Like he's not going to be able to bully around AJ. You know, yeah, AJ's yeah. just as big as Fury, even though Fury's a little bit, a little bit bigger than AJ. Yeah, he's yeah. He's not going to be able to push him and bully him around like that. You know, he's, you know, there's a lot of risk if he goes and does that. But to me, just style-wise, if Fury decides to box, I think it gives AJ a lot of trouble. I think, right, it's literally in Fury, like Fury's corner, what he wants to do. If he decides to box, he can make it very easy for himself. You know what I mean? It's a very easy fight. I mean, to put it simply, like, he'll just do what he did to Klitschko um, and just box circles around AJ. That, I think, anyway. Um, if he, But I don't know if that thing will come into his mind where he has to show to the fans that he's the heavyweight king, you know what I mean? Step up to AJ. I think it's going to be a good fight, of course, um, or it could be a boring fight. Who knows? Uh, but I do favor a boring fight because... His fight with Klitschko was literally the most boringest fight I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. It was hard to watch. Did you like the first Wilder fight or did you find that? I mean, obviously, it's just that, always that right hand uh, way. The Wilder fight was exciting because of the yeah. knockdown. You know, oh, like, yeah. The ninth round was, was, was crazy. You know, it was, it was nuts. Uh, you know, the, the second one obviously surprised me. You mm. know, um, he had been telling all of us that he was going to do that. And we didn't believe him because we're like, dude, you crazy. Like this guy cracks you. He's going to put you on your butt. You're not going to get up this time. You yeah. Know? So we literally, all of us that were there that week did not believe when he was telling us that. And then when he went and did it, we're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, Fury's definitely the best um, British boxer we have over here. And um, another one. Got, like, right now in actuality. Yeah. yeah. Is it, who, you know, you got Saunders, who's, we, you know, very yeah. high level. But we got Josh Taylor as well, a Scotsman. Taylor, who I, I think should be the favorite in that fight with Ramirez. Yeah, um, yeah. Who else you guys got? We got, um, who else do we have? My mind's going blank. Um, yeah, too, we had Kel Brook and then Kel Brook lost. Um, yeah, but, you know, he lost. But, you know, I, I think the best boxers right there from, you know, the UK right now got to be, you know, Fury and Taylor. Yeah, yeah. And we have yeah. up-and-coming fighters as well. Obviously, we've got Joe Joyce on the world scene. That's um, a bit yeah. odd. I mean, he's a bit past his... Like, his age, you know what I mean? He's a bit older. He's um, older, yeah. They're, they're fast-tracking him because of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dubois, he... Obviously, Dubois. I mean... Well, I was supporting Dubois. Think, yeah. yeah, I mean, he can't blame... He's a, he's a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, 21, 22, you know what I mean? He's still yeah. coming, getting man, his man injuries are no joke, man. Like, sometimes the fighters aren't the same after him, you know? They, oh, they, yeah, true. That's like a recurring injury where, like, the eye swells up. And, you know, look at Antonio Margarito. Like, yeah, yeah. when he cracked his eye, he, he, was in the, he wasn't ever the same. Yeah, never the same. But, um, well, let's wrap this up. So, thank you for joining me. Obviously, um, it was a huge honor to have you on. So, um, thank you. And I uh, hope to speak to you again one day, hopefully, if we can ever do that again. Um, yeah, for sure, bro. Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it, everybody, man. Uh, support, support him. Watch his stuff. Watch his content. Uh, you got my support, bro. Uh, keep you. up the good work. Thank you.